Hello and welcome to another episode of the Salt Talks Gaming Podcast. On this week's episode, we'll be discussing our predictions for 2018. The good, the bad, and everything in between. Ford and joining me once again, as always, for our first podcast of 2018 is Matt Moody. Hello, everybody. <laughs> so before we get into this week's main topic, let's talk about what we're playing. What about you, Matt? Uh, still a bunch of Skyrim remastered. Uh, the Dragonborn DLC, which I actually had not played before, hmm. which I found to be particularly excellent. It was just very in line with things that I tend to like, like Gods of Knowledge magic libraries um those are both involved and uh found it just very appealing i liked that i could go to morrowind a little bit and there were dunmer and different plants and architecture and it was all it was just very enjoyable um so i've definitely been kind of sinking my teeth into the dlc lately having a good time and uh playing a little bit of PUBG as well awesome i actually played some fortnite because it's free on PlayStation 4. I don't know if it's forever. There are still microtransactions, because I know the game at retail is like $35 or $39. So I think you pay a little bit, and then um, you can pit buy like add-ons and guns and that sort of thing. Uh, and I like it, because I remember we had a discussion about when we had our eSports discussion that there was no competitive uh, third-person game. And Fortnite is third person. So if it does gain a competitive following, it'll be one of the first ones outside of Gears of War, which obviously did not exist at the time we recorded that podcast either. Because uh, <clears throat> esports kind of took off after Gears of War was popular. I thought maybe I just had friends who like to put MLG in their names. Yeah. I, but were... I thought that there were some MLG gears clans back in the there day. were people so that's the thing when mlg was a thing yeah esports existed in the sense that there were competitive video game events but it did not exist in the way that it has existed i would say uh in the past like well at this point maybe like six years i would yeah i would agree with that but anyway a little off topic uh so i played some uh fortnite i also played a lot of a lot a lot a lot of Magic the Gathering online because it's the most wonderful time of the year. It's the Vintage Cube, which is also known, formerly known as the Holiday Cube, uh, where you can play with some of Magic's oldest and most powerful cards for about two weeks or three weeks out of the year and uh, have a good time doing it And at a relatively low cost. It's pretty easy to go infinite uh, in cube drafts. I did a pretty close job myself, though. I went a little too into left field and got a little too unlucky in the last couple, so now I need to invest some more in, <laughs> in tickets, unfortunately. Uh, other than that, I also played Tooth and Tail, based on a recommendation from a friend. Uh, Tooth and Tail is a uh, real-time strategy... Uh, it's a furry communist real-time strategy game. So it's all of my interests. No, I'm kidding. Uh all but one. All but one. No commun no communism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh no, uh the uh you know, obviously it was suggested to me because of the it wasn't suggested to me, it was just a thread online of games with communist themes. And that was one that um came out recent relatively recently, it came out in like September of twenty seventeen, so it was on sale during the Steam Winter Sale. Uh, you know, I looked up a couple of the games that were listed, and that was the only one that showed up on Steam on sale. So, downloaded it. I'm not very good at real-time strategy games, but of the real-time strategy games that I've played, it's pretty good. It's very similar um, to Warcraft 3, uh, which all strategy games are. Sure. Uh, but you play as, like, your hero, and you don't control the whole map. You only control... Like, it's always focused on your hero. Okay. And then you command your troops around you. And then there's four faction. There's the like Empire, 
basically like they're imperialists they're called the civilization then there's like the american or american or french revolutionaries like the democratic revolutionaries yeah who they want freedom but they're still racist they think so kind of like you know real life yeah kind of like real life then there's the common folk which are the communists and they want to overthrow the civilization and also make sure everyone and, and give rights to the uh lower and quote-unquote lower animals <clears throat> and then there's the um it's an acronym which escapes me now it's like krs or kgs or something like that and it's basically the anarchists uh and they're like a like kind of like obviously because their name is three initials they're basically like the ypg or uh pkk you know both anarchist factions in the real world um but it seems pretty fun like it's good that it's a game that i've noticed it it broaches the topic without either making um you know making fun of soviet or uh uh, latin american communism like contra or um uh command and conquer or or uh wolfenstein or mother russia bleeds uh those games all kind of they have communism as a theme but it's always a joke like making fun of drinking vodka and you know russian accents sure things like that i think a gta as well (coughs) yes one of them four maybe yeah four uh so yeah it does a good job of broaching the topic without either one making like fun of it or um like beating you over the head with it like some utopian vision like oh like you know this once this happens it'll all be good like there was this game that i posted to another page i manage which i should have posted on on salt i think i planned to and then got distracted but it was just a flash game about communism and showing like the challenges of balancing like the economy with the environment with you know people's you know rights and, and yeah. things like but then you eventually figure it out and it's like oh look you created a utopia as if it were so easy but i digress Next, we have some news of the week. Uh, I don't know if we discussed this last time. I don't know when it happened, but the Leroy Jenkins video. Um, that was like 10 years ago. Okay, but there's news <laughs> that it was, it, I mean, the you know, at last the secret is out, but it was staged. I don't know that that detracts from it. No, not at all. I mean, <laughs> you know, there's tons of... Especially as an early meme. Yeah, it's as it is like a proto meme. Yeah, yeah, so many uh, iterations and and things of it still relevant. Game of Thrones last year Reference. spawned an incredible Leroy Jenkins meme, huh. where there was a scene where he was charging a dragon very stupidly. Shouting I think I might have even he might have even talked about it. No, he didn't shout anything. But they, it's Jamie and his brother Tyrion is watching, so they dubbed everything. Uh, so yes. he's like, "Oh, you idiot." <laughs> You idiot. And he's like charging this dragon. Leroy! But when you think about the Leroy Jenkins original video, before Leroy Jenkins charges in, there's like the nerdy guy who yeah. like is listing off statistics and stuff. Like, we have a 5.3% chance. It's like obviously looking back, like that's so fake. Like, no one talks like that. Sure. It was, I mean, you know, look at Red versus Blue was popular in a meme, and obviously those are all fake too not fake well yes a little a little different though i mean red versus blue was intentionally and transparently scripted yes whereas you maybe lose some comedic authenticity by having staged leroy jenkins but talking about things that are staged should should we just mention this lucas whatever his name is oh the uh, well there's two related topics <laughs> the the first is logan paul logan paul yeah who is, uh is a don't f- try too hard to remember his name he's a bad person the infamous uh vine star turned uh voyeur uh staged the viewing of the uh dead body in the suicide forest in japan and uh everybody got upset everyone got upset it's also illegal to take pictures in that which forest. i did not know until you told me about that yeah i haven't seen anybody talk about that well i think that's why you got in trouble because if i recall the vice documentary about the forest that they they did not show any dead bodies yeah in that documentary and vice is the kind of people who would do that and i i have this memory burn in my mind where they're, t- they're filming the sign which is in japanese obviously I don't read uh kanji or 
Hirakata Kana Kana or anything like that, but there is like a picture of a camera with a line through it. So I think it's no pictures. Again, I don't read Japanese. Maybe it's just no pictures at certain times. We don't. Maybe he did ask the park people to like film. You know, who knows? Um, yeah. So bo- bottom line is that in this video, he's like mocking someone who committed suicide. This corpse that's yeah. hanging from a tree that he supposedly just stumbled across, all surprised, and he and all of his friends just acted like spoiled, entitled children who were totally self-centered and made fun of this person who, while while them, air quotes that you can't see because this is a podcast, stumbling upon this body was staged, the body part was not. Yeah, it's a um, real this, body. This is a very serious uh, situation that he has found himself in. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I I wish he weren't popular to begin with. He's, But with or without this video, self-centered, dumb, spoiled, really just not a good role model or person for people to enjoy watching. Um, It turns out that when he's corpse adjacent, it's even worse, (laughs) but I don't know. Um, Dislike him. Don't follow him on YouTube, but let him die and or let him figuratively die, die, die and and forget about him and don't care about him starting tomorrow. That's my best take on it. There is a new year's resolution. (laughs) My new year's resolution (laughs) is to forget about him. Yes. All right. Uh, Other related legal issues related to recording yourself doing stupid things on the internet the the infamous now uh swatting incident in uh wichita yeah kansas from the call being made from california uh what do you think i mean we've had swatting i believe was the first news topic that we ever had on salt i i believe that you are correct yeah so it comes all comes full circle unfortunately in this Um, case yeah and uh i mean it's just the kind of thing there's no laws about swatting murder is a state issue you can't murder someone uh like while you're in another state you can be tried for murder correct which i mean makes sense it's hard to murder someone when you're not physically in the same state as them well and there's also jurisdictional issues i mean you can commit crimes in florida you can commit a murder in North Carolina, drive to Florida, commit a crime in Florida, get arrested in Florida, and either be extradited to North Carolina to tried for murder, or have them refuse to extradite you to North Carolina and never be tried for murder. And that is totally up to Florida, because they have jurisdiction over you while you are in their territory. Luckily, um, the guy made the call from California, which does have swatting. The pre preliminary swatting laws in place yeah so there's only again within the state there there? there's a couple of things going on here though because what what we ultimately got was loss of life yeah but it wasn't because he was swatted i mean it wouldn't have happened had the call not been made yes i mean obviously cops i I agree with you there's nothing's deterministic right like when you slide off of the road and into a tree did your boss make you making you come in when it was raining cause the accident? Did the clouds well, cause the accident? Not, Did you were not getting new tires cause the accident? Not like, even <clears throat> while well, you can take it to the abstract yeah. in that sense. Not even that far down the line. If I call the police and say my neighbor kidnapped my wife and is going to shoot her in the head, yes, I do not have the expectation that a SWAT team is going to sweep into my neighbor's house and murder them. Um, yeah, there are other de-escalation. Yes, techniques. this this was, while primarily, certainly being something that you're not, you should not do. You should not SWAT anybody ever, or attempt to, or place any kind of a fake phone call. To Why would you want to talk to cops anyway? Nine one one. I can't tell you, <laughs> but you should you should not make a fake phone call to nine one one, regardless of your circumstances, unless you have a gun to your head or something. But um, calling nine one one essentially in this case, the the SWATer, yes, just got a free hitman out of the cops. Now here's where this case gets even more interesting. It wasn't the internet personality that he was attempting to SWAT because that person posted a fake address when prompted. For their address by the first person. They were in some kind of an argument over a couple of bucks. I, I forget all of the details. Maybe you have them. Uh, so a third person. I have... The link I saved was from like the breaking news. 
So I don't think they had all of the details at this point. So the breakdown, <clears throat> short, short and dirty version, is that you have two people on Twitter who are in an argument about video games. Um, something about like a $5 bet over a game of Madden, if I recall correctly. But it was something very mundane, and their argument escalated Yes, very here quickly. it is. It's a $1 or $2 wager over Call of Duty. Oh, Call of Duty. <clears throat> One of those annual games. Mm-hmm. And uh, 400 swatting cases happen each year. Yeah. It, but apparently, obviously, so few, very few of them, as we mentioned, very get to the level of someone being shot and killed by the... Right. And, and I didn't bring all of my numbers about it. Yeah. But I did some research into this when it happened. Yeah. 400 some odd cases a year, but... Not 400 instances of even cops going out. Mm. A lot of these calls, you know something is suspicious. And the 911 operators in this case admitted that it seemed strange, right? It's a weird call. And he, you can hear keyboard clicking in the background. Yep. Uh, and he's like, I have the gun pointed at the closet or whatever. I mean, I don't want to be too descriptive in case someone's listening to this on the speaker. And then they, uh, you know, they're someone overhearing it like calls the cops on them but uh you know he's describing the situation on the call as if he is the uh hostage taker yeah so so totally obviously a ridiculous and despicable thing to do and i hope that the law finds this this individual in some way but then we have two further issues and I think everybody can be in a general agreement that cops should not shoot first and ask questions later at the front door of a U.S. citizen who has done nothing but approach the door in this case. They knocked and he walked up to the door and they shot him. Mm -hmm. Bad. Bad police protocol from start to finish. Taking that call, not making any note or solid actionable note about how suspicious the call seemed... Sending out an entire squad of people doing nothing to verify the claims from this caller whatsoever, knocking on the door, <clears throat> shooting a, an unarmed, law abiding U.S. citizen in their own home. Also, terrible. Yeah, also, from all the law and order I've watched, when the SWAT team arrives, they have a megaphone and line up the cars and say, come out with your hands no, up. No, I mean, it depends. There was a SWAT team in Chicago that threw a flashbang into a baby's crib. I mean, there's... Yeah. We know that the police are, are generally an issue in this country. They're not well-trained. We don't recruit well. But there's even another factor to C this. students got to do something. <laughs> but, but no, there's... So we've got terrible cops, which we see in cases like this and cases similar and cases totally dissimilar that are still terribly policed. We've got this person who placed this phony 911 call with the intention of having a SWAT team raid someone's house, which is... I, I liked the analogy that I saw someone say. It's like handing a baby a grenade. <laughs> we, you handed the police department a reason to descend on this home yeah. fully armed and adrenaline rushing through their veins. It's a bad situation, but why... So here's the interesting part, though, is the, the guy that died was not the person that the original caller had their online dispute with mm. because that person provided a fake address when prompted by the swatter to do so. Uh, and a lot of people I've seen say, well, should this person be held accountable in any way? Is it? No, they're defending. I mean, it's unfortunate that it's a real, I totally disagree with that. Oh really? Yeah. So I saw, I, I mean, do you really think that like, even if, if the situation is such that, you don't think there's a real threat of them actually doing it? Oh, I mean, I guess if you really thought there wasn't a threat of them, you would give them, your, you own give them your own address. So here's here's my issue because mm, I see that because what I saw a lot of people saying, and I think it makes sense and is a little bit attractive at first, is this guy has no obligation to give this swatter his address when the guy asked. Yeah. That's true. You should say no, not oh here's a, someone else's address. Have fun. Yeah, also that's like, that's why, very irresponsible to do. Yes, and how like it, he must have searched that it's a real yeah address. I, I didn't look why too much he into give that. Him, like a like the address to some bull, baloney place. I don't know. I didn't look too much into it. Yeah, one Main Street. Here <laughs> yeah. you go. That's my one, address. Yeah, thirteen or, thirteen Dead End oh, Drive. My address is none of your business at the end of Go Away Lane or yeah. whatever. Yeah, anything other than a legitimate address of With another someone person. living. There, yeah, like yeah. a house. Not even like a if if this. SWAT team got a call 
And it's like I'm holding my family hostage in our bedroom, but it's like an attorney's office. Obviously, you know, the address is like an attorney's office. Right. They're going to be like, okay. Like, yes. <laughs> um, terrible decision to do that. Yeah. And absolutely, in my opinion, somewhat culpable. So I think ultimately in terms of people who want to place blame or unpack this in a way of like who caused the biggest problems here, I would say police, then swatter, but then also definitely included the intended target. Mm. Um, the intended target should not have given away a false address, although that would not have been an issue had someone not tried to swat him. Although that would not have been an issue if the police were not so easy to fool into swatting someone, uh, particularly so violently right out of the gate. So, uh, super complex, but it is an issue that really plagues the gaming community because, as I understand of it, neither of the, as I understand it, neither of these people were particularly well known. You know, they weren't personalities or streamers or anything i mean this was just one person trying to have the police kill another person and that person was smart enough not to give out their own address but not smart enough to not give out someone else's address so someone ended up dead uh and it's very sad (laughs) yeah don't call uh yeah don't do that just don't it's just not a good i don't know why it became a meme it's a really rude thing to do there's a lot of more what happened to ordering 13 pizzas to someone's house? That's a People good. have money back then. That's true. <laughs> I mean, you have credit cards now. You can send them a Bitcoin. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Don't it, swap people. Don't give out fake addresses. And um, even more aggravating news. Don't shoot. There is citizens. a video of the um, streamer. Oh, what's his name? Rudism. Played uh, Overwatch. As Genji using nothing but fidget spinners attached to a board. All right. So you said it was going to be more infuriating. And (laughs) and if my slight tirade didn't give anything away, I I found the swatting incident to be super infuriating. But you're right. I am far more infuriated at the idea that someone played any video game using fidget spinners. Yeah, it looks as if it's five fidget spinners attached to a... uh... A wood two a two tiered wooden board with uh, duct tape. I presume that uh, the spin er part is made of metal, and that when it spins around, whatever contact is in the center generates an electric current, sends it to the computer, and it looks like it's uh, it's all the he can it like tank controls one. It's like forward and backward if he moves his hand left and right on one fidget spinner left and right on another one and then three buttons to do whatever he needs to do to to play genji press r yeah it looks like he's only like from he doesn't use the other ones it must be like ultimate and something else like block or reload i don't know what he does um probably his deflect yeah yeah so yeah that's uh all the news for this week (laughs) (laughs) Uh, hitting the highs and the lows there were highs yeah, I would say that uh, I forget what we talked about at the. What was the first story? Jeez, wow. Uh, this about. is editable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway. Oh, um, there was another. Um, Google and Amazon both filed for patents to completely and totally monitor and eat eavesdrop on their users to the point of like oh you said you like skiing and conversation in your home we're gonna send you ski advertisements now um and to make to to patent the technology to do so and to regularly spy on and sell your data to other companies so that's just something to keep an eye out for in 2018 and forever even though there's nothing (laughs) you can do about it yeah, I mean, and the other thing that was kind of news, kind of not, because it's been happening for so long, is that uh, there's a like the thing to put the uh, video game addiction in the DSM. Do you think the video game addiction belongs in the DSM, Luke? Probably, but I mean, that's just because the DSM is baloney. Like, there's a bunch of yeah, it is full of a it's bunch. Just of... A, it's just a way because unless it's in some medical dictionary, then you can't prescribe you can't something prescribe for anything, it. And... They got to make money that way, so. Yeah. And even if it's not making money that way, it's a way for people... Because a lot of resources for anyone with any sort of disability, addiction, uh, uh, other type of uh, way of being besides, you know, 
able-bodied, et cetera, et cetera. Cisgendered. Uh, cisgendered and so forth. The only way to get any sort of resources based on that is if you have a doctor's note, basically, whether that's a prescription or a diagnosis or whatever, unless you have documentation, you know, that's the, the, the Foucault term is governmentality. Uh, the way that the the government exerts control over us by uh, defining what isn't what does and doesn't count as certain things. Yeah, I think I think whether or not it belongs in the DSMV and whether or not it is a legitimate um, psychological condition, let's say, are different conversations. So I think you're right. Yeah, throw it in the DSMV because there's a bunch of nonsense in the DSMV along the same lines, and it's part of a system that propagates all of these different kind of loops in our society that make money and maintain corporate interest. But um, do you think that it is a legitimate psychological condition? Yes, but not because of anything to do with games in particular. I think games are something, they're a unique and immersive medium that are, are more addictive than books or movies, let's say. But there are certainly people who are addicted to, or to watching movies or watching Netflix or watching YouTube or whatever, and and those are more addictive uh, because of how stimulating, you know, like stimulus response is what drives yeah. addiction. So if something's more fun, it's going to be more addictive. But it's not due to anything, you know, like it's not that now all of a sudden people are able to be addicted to things because of games. Yeah, I would um. My my armchair, literal, <laughs> yeah, both literal armchair uh, diagnosis and opinion, but also figurative armchair diagnosis and opinion, because I am not educated in the field beyond some basic college courses, is that um, something like video game addiction and many other types of addictions, maybe a little bit of a hot take, anything considered an addiction that is not a chemical addiction to dopamine, uh, I I don't consider to be. A legitimate disorder it, it is all i believe a root cause of other issues that manifest themselves in that way right because if you're not actually physically addicted to some kind of substance dopamine aside because your brain produces that itself in response to many different things um i don't really view it as an addiction so i, I view it as a coping mechanism for a much more serious issue just under the surface i mean i've never known a person addicted to anything that didn't have other issues for sure though i mean i think yeah i think that analysis encapsulates chemical dependency as well like that chemical dependency is telling of other serious social psychological cultural while problems. while that is true um chemical dependency also will make you violently ill if you try to break it and it is much more difficult to break that's true, but once you break it, like there, it's easier to, if you can survive the quitting cold turkey or DTs or whatever. It's like once you survive that, once the chemicals no longer in your system, it's a lot harder. It's a lot easier to never put something into your body than to never be exposed to a social situation like sex or video games or eating or whatever. Well, I mean, it depends. I think on that aspect too, you know, yeah. I used to smoke cigarettes, now I use a vape, but definitely there was a huge transition period in between. I tried to quit multiple times before I got the vape. I failed to fully transition a couple times. Um, people talk a lot about like emotional dependencies. Um, when they talk about substance abuse and they talk about addiction, they say, oh, you, you may not be chemically addicted, but you're emotionally dependent. You're emotionally addictive. And I, I think that that just means like, oh, this is an outlet that you are choosing to channel all of this negativity into to try and distract or improve it. Because even when I was six months off of a cigarette, have a drink at a bar with a coworker who's having a cigarette and man, I want that thing. No, it's not easier not to put it back in your body. It's difficult. All of these cues, yeah, one coffee in the morning, cigarette time every day. It used to be every time I have coffee in the morning, I think a little bit, even today, maybe I should go have a cigarette. My uncle who quit smoking after he had a heart attack says that even I don't know about to this day, but years after he quit, when he would be walking uh, down the street, because they live up north where people still walk down streets, uh, <laughs> and people would be smoking outside as he walked through like the cloud, he'd like, walk near them and like mm -hmm. breathe in the cigarette smoke. <laughs> just to... 
Yeah, it's, it's yeah. not easy. And that's because it is both a chemical addiction and in some ways this coping mechanism. Yeah, you mechanism. need to be reminded every 10 minutes that and, outside exists. Yes. And <laughs> and also, you know, having built this chemical dependency and reinforced it through all of these other cues, those cues are still there. The neural pathways are still large and connected. So Every time you drink, there's a straw. No, no. There is, there is a, a whole lot to unpack. But in my general opinion, something like video game addiction is just self-destructive behavior caused by something else yeah well we can get into that topic a little more specifically that would be a better that'd be a good topic for a full show i sure think. uh but this show but is about 2018 our main show is about 2018 so one of the things that i wanted to do was talk about some different ways of looking at the year and these are kind of like our predictions for 2018 so i think that uh there are four different ways of looking at things uh, that we can kind of judge on, and then we can look back and see if we got them right or wrong. So I think one in each category is good, and I have some bonus ones too. Um, that good things that you can that you'll predict will happen with pretty good certainty. Bad things that you can predict will happen with pretty good certainty. Good things that probably won't happen, or like you wish could happen, and bad things that probably won't and like you hope don't happen like doomsday sure. scenario related to games so uh first a good thing that i think will happen with some certainty is that the uh switch xl or light or however they rebrand it <laughs> will come out and smash for switch will be uh, uh, announced with it and either come out at the, probably and come out at the same time so that's a pretty like it has to get all those things <laughs> a new switch uh, for this prediction to be right the switch xl or light or whatever they call it has to come out uh and smash for switch smash for switch has to be announced and it comes out at the same time like the same day okay that's my good prediction that i think will definitely happen a uh, bad thing that will probably happen this year is a triple a game will ship a base edition of their game for over 60 dollars united states dollars so at least 64 i'm guessing will be the baseline but maybe 70 69 yeah i think that's a safe prediction yeah it's pretty safe it would be a, this would be the the only the first uh not to poo poo it for being safe i think it'll happen i i support yeah. your prediction yeah so that's one thing i think that uh you know this is 2018 is the year that's finally you know it'll finally go pat because it's been 50 for so long and before then, it was, it, it was fifty, and then it went down at the beginning of the CD generation. And then it went back up to fifty, and now it's been fifty for a while. And then it was sixty. Yeah. Now it's sixty. I think it's time to go up to sixty-five. And then I, at least one game will do it, and then every other AAA game will follow suit. Because if they can sell for sixty-five, we can sell for sixty-five. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> a bad thing. Uh. Also, something that will probably happen. I have a lot more bad things than good things. <laughs> a bad thing that I predict will happen with with moderate certainty is that Nintendo will stop producing mobile games in 2018. Meaning for like mobile platforms like yeah. iOS and yes, Android. Yes, Because Handheld. they've been killing it. Handhelds, yes. I, I Really? I mean, I guess they make a lot of money. That's why it's a bold prediction. Well. I think that they just haven't been good. Like, as good as I think Nintendo would want them to be. I think there is something to that. I think that the Nintendo games have been popular and represented what I wanted, but failed to do it well enough to keep me interested. Yeah, and I mean, it's, you know, we're not the core audience here. No. Well. So. I don't think so. I'm a Nintendo geek. I know, but they want you to buy the Switch. Nintendo geeks should buy the Switch. I people, also, yeah, don't have a Switch. Yeah, but people, <laughs> but that's, that's the core, that you're in that demographic. The people in the the um in the iphone demographic are the people who i played games when i was a kid or my kid played these games or and i'm I, a kid or or i am a kid and i can't afford the whole console but they can get my ten dollars that my uh mom gave me for the itunes gift store or whatever okay yeah i agree with you actually i have been experiencing some confirmation bias i guess i just looked at the top charts on Apple's App Store and Animal Crossing, Super Mario Run, Pokemon Go, none of them are on it. None of them are on top paid or top free. Hmm. Which I guess none of them are paid. No, Super Mario, um, it's in-game purchases. It's yeah. free to download, $10. It's 
to unlock the full game. Well, it's not on either <laughs> list. So it's not in the top 12 free. It's not in the top 10 paid or 12 paid. Yeah, I don't know. So that's one prediction. Okay. I really didn't do any research. I just had a gut feeling. That's an interesting prediction, but I, I see where it comes from. Uh, good thing that probably won't happen, what I wish would happen, is that I will qualify for the Magic the Gathering Pro Tour. <laughs> uh, this is the 25th year of Magic's existence. I'm turning 25. Uh, been playing for a long time. I hit my stride uh, in... I just playing the best that I ever played the summer of 2017. Or, sorry, whoops. The summer of 2015. So that was about... It'll be three years ago now. I had a hiatus from the game for like about a year. Tried to get back into it. Stop. Tried to get back into it again. Stop. But now I've, I've really... I've been, you know, went to a GP recently. Played in PTQ since then. I've been, you know, keeping up on Magic Online. Just been playing a lot. Uh, smaller doses over time. And so I think, you know, starting in 2018, I really want to double down and just make it or break it. It's a real, you know, it's a real good story, I think, from my perspective, you know, making it to the Pro Tour the year that the game turns 25, when I'm 25. The Pro Tour will be in August. I was born in August. Well. <laughs> come on universe god i don't ask for much well. uh bad thing that probably won't happen number one a, a video game will mine bitcoin instead of giving you points so it's like the points in the game like you you the action of you playing. that already exists that does well there's the bitcoin cat game oh i know i'm not from see you know that would be good on salt but i was not aware of it oh i see yeah. yes there is a there is a I guess it's not even a... So I'm going to check that one right It's off. like Bitcoin mining, but you collect cats that are equivalent to Bitcoins, and you, I'm very serious, use this interface to like breed your two cats into another cat, and that creates more Bitcoins Yeah, that's you. the mining aspect yes. of it. Yeah, so that's exactly what I was talking about, so this is not a good prediction because it already exists. Well, I apologize for not having spoken about this. My office has been going crazy about cryptocurrency mining for a long time. It's not technically a Bitcoin game, I guess. Well, it does a, use I mean, other Bitcoin cryptocurrencies. As the, as the generic trademark for cryptocurrency. Yeah, most, most people tend to, unless you work in an office full of 15 male IT nerds in their mid-30s. <laughs> no ponytails, actually. Uh, I think there's one. Oh, he at one point shaved that, but he may have grown it back by now. I've been here so long. Who knows? Mm. Uh, and number four, that the U.S. government or a state in the U.S. Uh, will put regulations around microtransactions. Probably not the U.S. government because nothing's happening. Yeah. But I think maybe California or New York put some law against microtransactions. I was going to say that for loot boxes. Yeah. or loot I think Hawaii already put Did they? a law about uh, loot boxes as gambling or something. But it was... Oh, no. It was the Hawaii State Legislature. Uh, yeah. Something about loot boxes, but I think I think uh, uh, another thing, maybe the, that'll be the bolder prediction is that the the actual federal government will create uh, rules around either microtransactions or loot boxes or video game gambling. I can tell you that that is one hundred percent certain not to not happen in two thousand eighteen. Yeah, but well, that depends on some factors that I'm not going to expound upon right now because this is not a political podcast yet. But it is extraordinarily likely that that will not happen. Yes. Um, Any. Uh, so those are my predictions. Oh, I forgot. The other good thing that will probably won't happen uh, is that Rivals of Ixalan will fix the Ixalan draft format, which is my other magic-related prediction. Okay. I think I got everything. So there was the two predictions of the, the Switch and Sw Switch XL will come out, and then the, the second prediction was... That Smash Four will be released, or Smash for Switch will be released on the same day. That's two bad predictions. Were uh, the AAA game being sixty over sixty dollars, and Nintendo stopped producing mobile games? Uh, video game will mine Bitcoin, which apparently already happened, and the U.S. government put regulations on microtransactions, which kind of already happened in Hawaii, but uh, is more about the the federal government. And then the which good, can't do anything. The good things will be I'll qualify for the PT, and then Riles of Ixalan will fix the Ixalan draft format. Any predictions? Sure. 
<clears throat> Let me start with a good thing that probably won't happen. Okay. Just so that I'm in line with you. Uh, I would love it if it did, but I will not finish 10 placement matches in League of Legends <laughs> and get gold. So you won't get gold it, at all in 2018 at all? I will probably get gold. Okay. I didn't last season because of some unfortunate decision. <coughs> Excuse me. I didn't last season because of some for- unfortunate decisions I made in regards to my duo partner. Okay. Who we lost like 10 straight games together and then i played without him and won a bunch but the damage was done season was almost over so what won't happen is that i won't place in gold i have a lot of friends who place in gold my goal is only ever to get to gold because that's how you get the special skin i've never placed in gold i'm not gonna place in gold this year but i'd love to place in gold this year (laughs) um something good that i predict will probably happen I don't know. I mean, this is already going to come out, but I'm going to assess the quality ahead of time. I think Kingdom Hearts 3 will be a good game. Wow. I am... I am... Bold. Well... Not kidding. Yeah, I don't I know, know that There's a lot is. riding against it. Look yeah. Final Fantasy 15. You know. Yes. Development hell for 10 years and... Not to... Yeah. This insane build-up to this game. Multiple releases of the previous games trying to hype things up for it. I have honestly been watching this is insanity to think about i have been watching kingdom hearts 3 teaser videos since 2010 i was still in high school jesus um that's nuts that's a very long that's seven eight years until release um i think that it could go a lot of ways i know that it is a meme so i'm actually going to put this in good things that probably won't happen Kingdom Hearts will not expand that much into what Disney owns. There will not be Marvel or Star Wars content in this iteration of the franchise. In in 3.14. Now, the following, (laughs) I can totally see it happening. I think maybe a further down the road prediction, if Kingdom Hearts 3 is successful, I think that they will probably wrap Sora's storyline and the entire storyline that we've been looking at with these Keyblade Wars and their aftermath and um, just move on to more expanded universe type stuff where you can go do whatever as whoever because they've already done that. We have Birth by Sleep and 358 over 2 and all of the other games I can't ever remember because they went on forever while we've been waiting 10 (coughs) years for this game. But uh, I do think it'll be a good game. I do think it'll probably the franchise will change a little bit after it is finally released. Hopefully that is for the better because it is a good game. It could also be terrible. But I have faith, and I think that the studio has really delivered before, and, and we should keep faith in them because I can't think of an actually bad title in the series. Okay. Pretty hit us high praise. I very much like the Kingdom Hearts series. I don't talk about it much, but Even they are the very well game, made. the DS one? I thought that that game was very fun. Okay. You're talking about Chain of Memories? Yes. So it was a little bit hokey to be replaying the plot of a previous game in reverse but it was also kind of interesting the way that it all worked out and they wove multiple storylines in it as you went back and forth but the card mechanic for a mobile game i actually thought was pretty good yeah um i enjoyed it i thought it brought some unique play to compensate for the lack of unique story yeah if you're gonna just redo it yeah um so so i liked that but that's a good thing that i predict is gonna happen a bad thing that i predict will happen in the same vein is i bet red dead redemption 2 is gonna be a hot mess yeah, that's Rockstar. Yes, it is. And uh, GTA Five was successful. GTA Online was pretty successful. Moderately successful. It saw a lot of issues in its first year, particularly on consoles. That is true. They made a lot of promises they couldn't keep. There was a lot of money you had to spend on DLC and ability to spend money that affected your gameplay, which people didn't really like. Yeah, I guess I was just thinking the community around it still exists. So it's a it's a well-made GTA game, I think, at the end. And I think a lot of the problems it experienced were more to do with expectations that they had set for themselves and failed to meet than mm. with delivering a shoddy product. You know, it came out around the time and was not nearly as poor as the SimCity game. Okay. But um, they both experienced issues at around that same time back in like 2014 or whenever that was. And I just, I don't think that we're going to see a good Red Dead Redemption 2. Maybe I'm biased because I didn't like the first one. It's pretty good. But I, I would like for it to be a good game. I like when good games come out. I, I don't like the Rockstar games because the control scheme is so bad. Yeah, that was I frustrating think, to me. I think they, it's like piloting a tank through mud. 
It's just not 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 the not the snappiness that we expect. Well, that's why I never made it through Mass Effect the minute that I got in a vehicle. Like, yeah, that's true. Um, there was I I died like seven times in a row on one level and literally couldn't get past it and said, "Well, you didn't want me to finish your game, did you?" <laughs> um, a few more things. Uh, a good thing that probably will not happen, and I'm kind of on the fence whether I'm putting this in will or won't happen, but I'm going to put it in won't in 2018. Okay. Is a the announcement of the Elder Scrolls Six. Oh yeah, they're gonna ride the the train of not releasing any new content. Speaking of playing through the same game over and over. Again. Well, so here's the thing: they're out of consoles to port this game to. Yeah. They're like, thank God the Switch came out. So. Yes. <laughs> so- Literally. Yes, it's on PC, it's on 360 and PS3, it's on one and PS4, it's on Switch. Yeah. Where where are you going to take it? It uh, can't it you can't iPhone. play it on mobile. <laughs> you cannot play it on mobile. Maybe on tablet style, you know, an iPad or a I don't even know what the Android tablets people Samsung use are. Note X whatever. Well, the Note is a phone, right? Mm-hmm. I don't like Android very much for uh, for our listeners who are not aware. Uh, Galaxy Tab. Tab. That is the one. Yeah. So maybe you could play um, play it on the Tab or the Shield, which I'm, yeah, you could probably already play it on. Yeah, because it's just a P, uh, Windows operating yeah. system. So maybe you could play it on a Tab or an iPad, but they'll never be able to bring that game to a phone. Not in any reasonable amount of time with the technology that we have. It's not coming to DS. It's not... Maybe... I think it's probably already playable on PSP. That's another platform I, I don't mess yeah, with. Yeah, but no one plays on PSP. Yeah, so so I think that they're out of places. And I think that Elder Scrolls Online generally has been kind of a flop. Mm. I mean, it's made them money. The Elder Scrolls card game. Also. I would say lukewarm mm. is is my best, mm-hmm, is my best uh, descriptor for the success of the Elder Scrolls Online. They had their card game, which I really haven't heard much about since it came out. No, I've heard more about Gwent, which is the Witcher one. And, yeah. Uh, uh, what's the... Is that is that the uh, the Elder Scrolls one? Hold on. Hearthstone? No, no. that's Blizzard. No. <laughs> I know Direwolf Digital is the uh, people... Are the people who made it? Uh, Eternal. No, is that's not it. I think the Elder Scrolls is different. Yeah. So yeah, Elder Scrolls Legend. Yes. Okay. And then Eternal is the game that is it's based off of. So it's like Eternal existed as a virtual card game, and they took the mechanics of that and made an Elder Scrolls flavored. I see. One, basically. Yeah. So I I Hex is another one. Massive. I mean, I talk about Kingdom Hearts or Final Fantasy or Zelda, all of which I like. I am also a, a huge Elder Scrolls fan since I never ever got into it. Since I was a kid, uh, my friend had his dad was a sailor, like on a, a real life ship, and would go away for months at a time. So they both had PlayStation ones because we're talking a long time ago. They both had PS ones, uh, and they would trade games back and forth and talk to each other about the games when they were together. It was a nice bonding experience for them, and I was at the house a lot and i knew his dad we were really close so i played sometimes with him or would talk to him or whatever while i was over and they had morrowind when i was you know young uh, not old at all Hmm. and i just really enjoyed playing it oblivion came out and i thought it looked like the most amazing thing in the world and i played it for hundreds of hours probably and then skyrim came out and i'm on playthrough two or three very seriously of that now and i've bought it like three times so i I really like the games um same with fallout to an extent the bethesda engine is super clunky in general the vines i don't know if you've ever seen them where people make fun of it are excellent and totally spot on with about the issues but the games themselves are just really immersive the worlds are very well made the actual universe of tamriel i am very invested in i mean i've read their books Hmm. You know, they're, they've got books in the game you can read that are 15 pages long, short stories about characters that are mythological or from previous games, and it's all it's all very well made. So I'm, I'm looking forward to something from them. I do not think. That's a good thing that probably won't happen. I hmm. don't see that in 2018. No, yeah. I, I, if, if it was going to happen, there'd be trailers by now, I think. Well, I don't... I absolutely don't think it's going to be released. I mean, oh, Skyrim okay. was announced years before it was ever... Yeah, it's certainly Anything. in some form of development right now. Well, no. Oh, it's not? So, 
I I believe that within about the last six months, they've gotten a little more nebulous about it. But for a long time, they were clear. No, development has not started on the Elder Scrolls Six. Huh. Um, but they announced what it would be. So they always had some kind of an idea that it was going to be, and it was an elsewhere. I think. Mm. I'm pretty certain it's an elsewhere, which is the Khajiit homeland, um, which will be cool because we've gotten ignoring Arena and Daggerfall. We've gotten uh, Elven Homeland of Morrowind, Dark Elf, Dunmer, Homeland of Morrowind. Then we got Cyrodiil, which is the Imperials, which is the... Well, they're Imperials. You know what they are. Mm. Kind of Roman-esque in, in this particular universe. Then there was Skyrim, which was the Nords. Um, so it has all been very... Normal, humanoid yeah. culture that is close to our own. And, and they're going to be bringing us to a this cool cat island basically hmm. which is actually pretty exciting um i'm i'm looking forward to it although of course in in the elder scrolls online you can go around a little bit more but um bad things that i think will happen i'm gonna try to keep this just to uh video games all right yeah i know <laughs> i try to there's a lot of bad things that could happen yeah um i agree that games probably will get more expensive I also think that we are going to, and maybe this isn't bad, I think it's bad. I think that we're going to see more games move to a subscription model. Mm, games as a service, that's yeah, what EA I, I think we're going to see all, in last year that all of their future games will be considered games as a service. Sure, and I, I think that we're going to see terms on exactly what that means and how it affects the consumer changing, um, but I see games like Destiny as as just one example where realistically destiny had a like biannual $20 subscription cost because if you didn't buy the DLC you may as well not play the game <clears throat> yeah they're they're skirting around the problem i yeah, i think i think returning to the world of warcraft final fantasy uh, uh never or um ever quest uh subscription model might be more realistic yeah. Instead of making things free to play with microtransactions, just make them free to play with a monthly subscription. Something like that. Well, that way, it's like you at least get your $15 out of everyone. Yeah, I, th I think we're going to see that. I'm mixed on whether I think it's a good thing. I think in the case of World of Warcraft, it's good. I mean, I actually still pay a subscription for RuneScape <laughs> because it's like that sometimes. Yeah. Uh, and you can buy them cheap for a whole year in December, part of a sale. But um, it definitely depends on your games. I think if we start to see outside of Final Fantasy XI, which was excellent and did have a subscription cost. And fourteen, which is also apparently excellent and has a subscription subscription cost. Sure. It's a really good MMO, apparently. Yeah, I've, I've always meant to check it out because I am a little bit of a fanboy of Final Fantasy. but And MMOs. And I, I do like MMOs. I like them. I don't often play them. Well, because it's $15 a month or whatever. Because it's hundreds of hours yeah. before and, yeah. you ever get to the actual game. Yes, and but that's the reward. Is Oh, now I get to do Play the, raid. the game. Now I get to do the raid because yeah. I spend all this time... Preparing to do the raid. Yeah, yeah it, it's a weird grind. Um, But I, I do think we're going to see... What I think is we're going to see non-MMOs move to a subscription service. Yeah, why isn't, Call, why isn't Call of Duty just pay uh, yeah. every month and then you always get the new one? I think that that is going to um, have a big effect on console gaming. And I think it's going to have a big effect on developers. I don't think people will put up with some of the same things that they put up with when they have a subscription. I mean, RuneScape, this tiny little game, I'm, it's not tiny. RuneScape is very successful. There are a lot of things about it that are very popular. It is well known. It might be part of the zeitgeist. I don't know. I don't run the zeitgeist. But... Um, they they started messing with microtransactions more and more heavily this year, and a lot of people vocally on social media were like, I have canceled my subscription specifically for this reason. Here's a screenshot of my subscription cancellation. I typed the reason into the comments box. Like, they came out. Um, and I think that we might see that affecting people too, because EA saying, oh, all of our software is going to be a service now. We're going to run into some SaaS here, um, or all of our games are going to be a service or whatever. EA has a horrible track record with consumers or with gamers, let's say, mm. um, with, with the core demographic that 
kind of runs things. I mean, you look at like Battlefront 2. Yeah, it's and like it's there, still there's sold. A, there's a certain amount that the enfranchised gamer or whatever, the enfranchised player has a certain amount of sway and is of oftentimes like mind with each other. Yeah, and uh, and I think what you will end up seeing is that the only people who are going to pay regularly for a game are people who really care about that game. And people who really care about that game are not going to let you ruin the quality of that game or pay you for a low-quality game based off of novelty. The only thing that's preventing me from... I think this is the way that games are moving eventually. I don't think it will happen right now because the way that licensing, like DRM, as well is set up, like what considers you... like when is it considered owning a game, right? Like, yeah, it's free to download. Does that mean you always, like, that I own the game, even if I am not paying for the online subscription, etc.? cetera? Um, <clears throat> the other concern is that uh, so much of what deems a game successful is day one or week one sales, which doesn't take into consideration, um, you know, the amount of players playing at a given time. Yeah. Uh, and whereas if you move to a subscription model, that would be the metric that judges success. And it's like getting shareholders of these mega corporations to completely change the metrics by which they understand how successful something is, especially when considering no matter how successful your game is, that second number of consistent players is always going to be lower than the amount of day one purchasers is that's a very hard thing. You know, that's a hard thing to sell if you're the marketing team saying like oh shareholders we're switching to this new model uh which will make our game seem like millions of people millions of fewer people are playing it instead but don't worry in the long run you know yeah whatever it's like i don't want my thing that i'm investing in to seem like millions fewer people are doing it yeah that it'll be tricky for sure uh i think that we're gonna see this we're going to start to see some trial and error in the field, I guess, is my prediction yeah, for 18. Yeah, maybe more games will try that. And I, I think we're going to see a little more about where we're going to go because my opinion <laughs> on this, based on what I've seen in other industries, is that we're going to see... We've gotten kind of accustomed to sort of a singularity in our gaming. There are very few um, platform-specific games these days. Most games either immediately or eventually creep out. It's on PlayStation or Xbox, or you have a PC that you can play it on, or whatever it might be. Yes, yeah, Xbox get- is trying to merge with PC. You've got Steam and Steam console, maybe to contend with. Yeah. Um, there's there's a lot of unity. I think right now, any big game is on everything. I think that that is going to stop being the case. I think that we're going to see more walled gardens come up because I think what's going to happen is you are going to subscribe to development Sony. studios. Yeah, or EA. or Yeah, I got my EA Games Pass and it entitles me to play the new Assassin's Creed. What is it called? They have that. Battlefront or whatever. EA Access something maybe. I don't remember because I hate EA and I don't play their games. Um... <laughs> But I know what you're talking about. It's like Orange, like the yeah the website. But I forget Origin. That's what it is. Yes. So I I think we're going to see that become a more viable model. Um, I think that we're going to see. At least I think we will see a AAA title in 2018. Zero dollars to buy with a subscription. Yeah. Or a or full retail price plus a subscription. Either one. Possibly. I think that one is going to be... The I thing. mean, that's how World of Warcraft did it. That's, But that's the thing. That ensures that they still have yeah. day one sale numbers. And there's, like, that's that's an easy sell to your uh, to your stocks, to your shareholders. Where it's like, not only will we get all this money and all these numbers from people who buy it, but then we'll also keep getting money from the few people who still play it, you know, months in. But yeah, like, I think that, like you said, the other thing to look at is other software, other things, like we're recording on Adobe, please sponsor us, uh, (laughs) with, um, you know, Audition, and I I got Photoshop, and we have all these things to make the website. Microsoft Um, did it, QuickBooks did it, or Intuit did it. And I paid zero dollars the day that I downloaded it. Yep. Just put it on a monthly subscription. Same, my iPhone, got the new iPhone X, please sponsor us, Apple. Uh, No, I'm kidding. Uh... 
but um, I got the iPhone X paying only the tax for the device. It's on an equipment installment plan or whatever yeah. the new contracts are called. Yeah, there's. I I think we're gonna see. We're going to see the beginnings of this shift. I think it'll be interesting to see how it shakes down because it is a very different market than some of the other softwares. I mean, yeah, especially for AAA games. I think there's still a market for uh, uh, sort of like indie games and this and that. Like, yeah. I think uh, it's it's pointing more towards that the, the way that we buy and interact with games is just going to become, to change. It, it became pretty monolithic, as you mentioned, and now not it'll it'll begin splitting apart again yeah i think that there was a boom and now it will be a bust in Mm. avenues to play different games um a bad thing that i think probably won't happen is um well a bad thing that i do think will happen because i still had this one written down is i think that nintendo is going to discontinue their line of mobile of mobile devices the Switch notwithstanding. I don't think that there will be anything after the 3DS. Yeah, I, the 3DS line is dead. I think that they have approached peak um, handheld device. Yeah, this is the best. The Switch is, is the best handheld. Yes, the device. Switch is a better handheld device than any of the other handheld devices. Better than the Vita, better than the DS. And it's a console. Yeah, and, you, yeah, and it has full resolution on your TV. Um, but I think that that's a bad thing. Because I loved my Game Boy as a child, and I... I don't know if video games are to blame for that, though. To go back to my prediction, it's phones. Yeah. No, I I, I agree. Yeah. Completely. Um, but I, I think they're going to discontinue it, and I... Yes. Just like the mobile... I mean, I have a 3DS. I play it. <clears throat> it's a good product. I really like Nintendo's mobile games, but as long as they live on in some other format, then the franchises continue. I'll, I'll be happy. I'll be fine. And... um. One bad thing that I think will not happen in 2018 is um, official announcement of the death of Half-Life 3. Because we've never gotten an official announcement. I know that's very meme-y. Yeah. But I don't think that they're ever going to say another word about it. I think that they're just going to let it die. Yeah, it's pretty much over. I mean, we know that it's not coming, but they still have never... I mean, Valve themselves has never come out and said, we will not develop Half-Life 3. Mm. Um, I don't think that they will do that. And I also do not think that they should do that. <laughs> um, one non-video game thing that I think will be good and is going to happen, is there's going to be a female Doctor in Doctor Who, okay. and I'm a big fan of Doctor Who, and I think she's going to be awesome. Okay. Female Doctor Who will be good. Um, the three seconds that I saw of her on Christmas was very appealing. <laughs> oh, yeah, doesn't yeah they always have a Christmas special. That's like the Doctor Who thing, right? Yes, there is a special on Christmas Day almost every year, and all but one regeneration since the series has been rebooted has occurred on Christmas. So this was the regeneration of Peter Capaldi's Doctor the Twelfth. Um it was really excellent, I thought. There were I have a whole bunch to say about it that I'm not gonna get into. <clears throat> but now the Doctor is number thirteen, Jody Whitaker, a woman, and of course everybody on the internet knows that it's some PC uh, statement uh, corporate pandering nonsense something soros funded anti-fascist liberal yeah um <clears throat> the doctor's an alien <laughs> it's, it's common knowledge since the 1970s that time lords can regenerate into common either gender knowledge. common knowledge within anybody <laughs> who knew about doctor who uh, uh, established canon, let's say, there you go. in yeah. Doctor Who since the 70s, that the Doctor could regenerate into a woman for any of their regenerations, or probably not even a humanoid. We don't really know about that as much, but... Um, it's hard to find non-humanoid actors. <laughs> true. But yeah, uh, everybody, everybody's up <laughs> in arms about it. I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be fine. There's an entire new writing and production staff, so if it's not good, it's still not because the Doctor's a woman. Any other predictions? Um, no, I don't, I don't really think so. All right. And, uh, with that said, I think that's all for this week's episode. We discussed everything from fidget spinners to getting killed by a SWAT team. 
If you like what you heard, you can subscribe to us on iTunes or SoundCloud, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and of course get all of the news, articles, and more over at saltmedia.tv. Our theme music was provided by Jen in the Right Light. Once again, for Matt Moody, I'm Luke Ford, and this is Salt.